literally it occurred to me that that I was was hiding behind behind my my speech and coordination like I was e- using it as a convenient excuse not not to rise to the occasion of my life. So now that I've I've stepped more more and more into my life through through different daily actions, life has entirely changed for me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, your host, and I have been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time now, at least a few weeks since I had the pleasure of bumping into, um, quite literally, our guest here with us today, um, right in my hometown here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And after reconnecting with him a bit and hearing about you know who he is, what he's been up to in his life, def- especially in the last 10 years or so, I was filled with such inspiration. Um, I was really drawn to him in terms of how he's showing up, who he is, what he stands for. And I got a copy of his book. We talked a little bit about that process as well. And it was so wonderful when he was just totally eager and game to come onto my podcast because I knew that um, he would be such a gift, not only to me, but of course to all of you listening as well. So I'm very, very honored and excited to introduce you to our guest today, Jason Freeman. Jason is a professional speaker, author, and bravery coach who travels the country sharing his inspirational and transformative journey with captivated audiences. And he does it with a pronounced speech impediment. From the dream-affirming standing ovation following his TEDx talk in Sugarland, Texas, to his earliest moments in front of an attentive crowd, Jason has known to trust his seemingly contradictory calling to speak in front of live audiences. He has shared the stage with well-known speakers in the transformational entertainment, entrepreneurship, and business worlds. For much of his life, Jason struggled to accept his voice, his body, and his place in the world. Desperate for a change, he set out on a decade-long journey of rigorous self-development. He studied with gifted coaches, stretched his beliefs with yoga teachers, and sat in attendance at more workshops and seminars than he can properly recount today. The result that Jason discovered along the way is a life full of happiness, possibility, and success worthy of being shared and awakened within others. And Jason, I have to say, as I finish reading that out loud, my body, I have chills all over my body, and it actually is bringing up a little bit of emotion in me. So I am really thrilled to have you here and so excited to see um, what we have in store for our listeners today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. You're welcome, Amanda. It's a pleasure to, it's an honor to be on your show. Well, I always appreciate when the honor and the pleasure goes both ways, as it certainly does here today. So for those listening, you are in store, I know, for such a treat today. Uh, Jason, before every episode, I always like to touch base with my guests and, and learn a little, feel into, with usually a simple question, who they are, what they stand for. And of course, Jason's responses um, were very 
inspiring as you can imagine. And we are going to, I think, get such a taste of that today in terms of what he shares with these captivated audiences across the United States. And one thing he uh, pointed out when he wrote to me was this quote by Marianne Williamson. And it is a quote that has been so profound on my own journey in so many ways. I, of course, read the book that this quote is found in many years ago on my journey, and it served as such a catalyst for so much of what I've since learned and embraced and understood about my own journey and about our our journey uh, together collectively. And it's come back to me, this quote has come back to me time and time again, though I haven't heard it recently and I haven't read it recently. So it was very powerful for me to get to go back to the text where this quote originates and get to share it with all of you. So to start today's conversation, I am going to be reading this passage from Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love. And I invite all of you listening to do your best, Jason, yourself included, even though you're familiar with the quote, to really be present with the words that Marianne uses. Let these words be impressed upon you, have an impact on you. See what this has to say to you today in this moment. And then I will be asking Jason his thoughts on it. And we will use that to launch our conversation. So today's passage goes like this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So Jason, I look forward to hearing what that passage says to you, how it speaks to you, what it means to you. Wow. Uh, it's something to... I think of this passage often, but it's been been quite a while since I put it with out loud. And in this passage, my mom gave saw it on something and, and gave it to me. She doesn't remember giving it to me, but it it came to me at a time where where I had. I had accomplished some things. I had gone to college, gotten a couple of degrees, and I was working a, a good job. But but at the same time, I I was drifting. In a way, I didn't know quite what I wanted to do with my life, and and I um I would say I was at the point of oscillating between 
disliking my voice and coordination, which is the result of losing oxygen at birth, and and just tolerating it. I mean, just thinking that nothing w- would change. That that this is my lot in life to to always be ashamed of my voice, always be ashamed of my body, and and then I saw this quote, and it's like, "It's too late. Now your darkness that most frightens you." And slowly it occurred to me that that I was was hiding behind behind my my speech and coordination, like. I was e- using it as a convenient excuse not not to rise to the occasion of my life. So now that I've, I've stepped more, more and more into my life through, through different daily actions, life has entirely changed for me. Jason, I am smiling from ear to ear over here as I hear you say some this because there are so many ways that people hide their light or they protect themselves or they make excuses. I know I've done it myself in my life. Again, why this passage rang so, so true for me when I read it. And what's so magnificent to me, and I think what is so special and unique, or I mean, just part of who you are, is I think for so many of us, and I'm I'm obviously speaking for many people, I guess even just for myself, having something as obvious to others, right, outside of us. So a lot of us, I think, protect ourselves and limit ourselves with our internal beliefs. Some of us will do it through a physical way, but most of it's that that internal belief system. And here you are with something that is very physical, right? The physical uh, speech impediment or, or lack of coordination in your body. And yet that was not, wait, as you came to realize, instead of looking that as, well, that's just who I am. I guess that's, again, you said, this is my lot in life and leaving it at that. What is so inspiring to me is that you took that and said, this is not a limitation. This is a gift. This is actually me realizing that I've been hiding something else. And I think that is so profound and so brave. And I think something for all of us to learn from, because many of us, as I said, may have these limitations that we put upon ourselves that are not nearly as obvious to the world. And yet we let them keep us small. What comes up for you as I say that? Um, just how universal it is to like, like pick out something in in our lives and say, I can't live as fully as I want to because of this. And this is a a crazy ex- example that I just thought of. But what what if Michael Jordan was? For some reason, I ashamed of his basketball playing ability, and and just wanted to hide hide his basketball playing ability from the world, because he thought it was shameful to to be good at playing basketball like that. It, it, it'd be crazy. It would so limit his life because 
his genius is playing basketball. But how often do we do that to ourselves? We think, oh, I have this talent, but oh, it's not acceptable because maybe people won't understand it. Maybe we worry that people will get ashamed and feel inferior around us. So so we try to stuff it down like the quote says. And, and then once we stuff things down for long enough, our life doesn't work and we, we wonder why. And it's because we're stuffing down our, our gifts and trying to make do with whatever is left but it's exhausting because we're we're often stuffing down the the best in it i love that and i think that's a wonderful example and i love that that just came to you on the spot jason i'm so curious if you could help us better understand and help me better understand even what what was that journey for you where you gave us a little flavor of it in your earlier comment and even a little bit in the bio that I read. But what is that, what's that journey been like for you to go from stuffing down the gifts that you are here to share with others to really embracing them? And you said something earlier about these daily practices of, of living more in your light. Can you paint that picture a little more for us, what that journey's looked like for you? I love this this question, Amanda. Thanks so much. So for years before I started thinking of things in a new way, I I tried to mentally get out of my pain, mentally like through hopes and dreams and affirmations to to heal my life, if you will, to to mentally create the miracle and. And it, it never worked. I would just think about it more and more, and I would get overwhelmed with my thoughts. But what has worked for me is taking simple actions consistently. For example, after I graduated from grad school, I, I was back in Sioux Falls working the same job, and I'm like, and just feeling miserable. It was January, as, and you know January is in the Super on that fun. And I'm like, I just graduated with this great degree. I should feel awesome. But I, I didn't. And then the thought came to my mind, is this all there is to life? And, and something inside me said, no. So luckily, I remembered that some friends had said, Jason, you should try yoga. And at the time, I was like, what? I have cerebral palsy. I don't do yoga. I don't have a yoga body. But I was desperate enough that I put my heavy winter coat on and I walked down to the Sioux Falls YMCA. In that first day, I, I just signed up for membership with the intention of doing yoga. I didn't even do yoga that day, but that simple step started me on a transformative journey journey of practicing my light each day instead of practicing living in my fears. Does that make sense? Completely. And I don't know 
why I am filled with so much emotion as I hear you speak. And I want to express that because I feel like it is such an indication of how powerful what you're saying is. And what I love, and I want to highlight this before you continue um, sharing more of your journey is I was almost surprised when I heard you say, I was doing all of this mental gymnastics, if you will, of positive thinking, if I understood you correctly, and affirmations and healing myself from this. And I thought, oh, that's not what I expected to hear you say. What's so interesting and fascinating to me about that is it can go to show that even when we are on this path of self-development, expansion, et cetera, learning about ourselves, we can actually still get stuck and it can become an inhibitor more than a support. And I think that's fascinating that you identified that that wasn't working for you. The, you know, to strictly be in your head. And I'm not saying that affirmations and positive thinking doesn't work. It isn't helpful. I find it fascinating though, that you, that was what was keeping you stuck and it was taking it outside and being taking physical action, which is fascinating again, because of, I think who you are and what you represent and how your own, um, what has been keeping you from shining your light is a physical thing, right? And yet I love that we, I know I can get stuck in my head. And if we keep it strictly to the mental level, we may not experience what we are hoping to experience or desiring to experience where we aren't living into our fullest. And so I love that you're also highlighting the importance of the action, the physical component. So I'd love to hear more and even ask you, how do you view affirmations and this more mental side of it as well? Is that still a part of it for you? Um, Has it changed for you? These are such good questions, Amanda. And I I love your your term, mental gymnastics. Affirmations and positive thinking are... And self-help are some of the most brilliant ideas that humans have created. And for some people, um, they they work amazingly well and they work miracles. But for me personally, I was for me personally, that's kind of redundant. But um, I was so much in my head and so much in dislike of my body. I mean, not not entirely, but it's like so much of my life was from the the neck up up. I formed my identity around being the good student, getting good grades, being intellectual, asking brilliant questions, on and on. So, so what I needed to balance my life and to be able to to create my dreams was to consistently day after day after day after day get into my body and the way I I did that was through yoga and later on I've developed a consistent morning meditation practice so I like to tell people that it's just not just it can be really challenging but it's finding what each of us needs to balance where we are imbalanced. It's like 
the the five food groups. Like maybe say I'm eating all all bread, and so you you say, "Hey, Jason, you should start eating vegetables and fruit." But if someone, if I go to someone else who's eating all vegetables and fruit, and and say, "Oh, you should be eating more vegetables and fruit," it's just going to make that that difficulty worse. Instead of balancing them out, I love that you're pointing us back to balance, because that's it. It's always about balance, and I'm learning that on my own journey more and more. And of course, yoga, even in and of itself, is such a beautiful place to find that. Equally, if all you do ever is yoga, there could be an imbalance, right? So I love that analogy. There's so much in there, not only the piece about balance, but the fact that we are all here on our own journey and we will all need different things at different times to find that balance. And I think that's so awesome. I want to hear more about what is this life now that you're living that is the life of your dreams or this life full of joy and happiness. And I certainly don't say that in terms of I'm sure, you know, you never have a bad day. Uh, or you, there aren't, you know, more things that you yet desire. But how how is your life different now than it was, and what does that look like? This is another favorite subject of mine. So, so now instead of hiding my voice, a few weeks ago, I I was in Sioux City, Iowa, speaking to to speech therapists occupational therapists, physical therapists, and others who go into the schools in northwestern Iowa and uh, assist the students with with disabilities. It, it, that was amazing for me. It was becoming, it was like coming full circle because when I was a kid, I went to a school in Sioux Falls, which at the time, I I kid you not. It was called Crippled Children's Hospital and School. Crip, crippled Children. But um, just to be able to give back to the the people who served me when I was young is, is a phenomenal gift and something I never thought was possible and, and something that never was possible when I was so um when I was running so fast for my life and and concentrating on making my disability quote unquote the reason I couldn't live the live the life of my dreams. So as we expand into a light, new opportunities become possible for not only us, but we give others New, new opportunities to our present. Amen. Jason, I just love that story. And I love that you're a motivational speaker. It's interesting because I believe that I have gifts to inspire. And, and I've never categorized myself as a motivational speaker for many reasons and none, none that we necessarily need to get into yet right now. Though I get it when I talk to you, when I hear you, the impact that you have on me is so powerful and it's very motivating. And I, so that term really, that identity for me fits you so well. 
So my question is, what sort of motivation do you give your audiences or could you give this audience today? What is it that you want to offer or say that is true for you and that we need to hear or that you know so many of us need to hear? First of all, I, I would say, um, Amanda, you, you, you're definitely a, a motivational because you you have the potential if you want to take it to be a motivational speaker. You've written a, a beautiful, profound book, and I would also say that that it is a human potential that that we we each have. We're, I mean, choosing to be a motivational speaker and do it as a a career is a very specific path, but to be motivating, any of us can do that. It's just choosing to to use our, our stories in our life to convey our light instead of focusing on our, our darkness. And I'm not saying that that's easy but by any stretch of the imagination. It's simple but not easy. So when I talk to uh, audiences about, uh, my audiences about uh, the power of each of us doing our imperfect best. And I talk about this because something within us wants life to be perfect. And it's tempting to chase that perfection or, or to use that perfect, use the ideals of perfection as an excuse not to do what we want to do. Say, oh, I would love to, to do such and such, but, but I'm no good at it, so I'm not going to do it. And when we say, say that enough, we cut ourselves off from the, the things that, that could bring us joy, the things that if we practice, them can become great talents, the things that could become great great contributions to the world. I, I like to say that if I had waited for my voice to to become per what I thought was a, as perfect before I began my professional speaking career, I would have been on my deathbed and said, oh, I had this dream of being a professional speaker, but oh, I couldn't do it because I had an imperfect voice. I feel so lucky to have gone forward and, and done it, even though my voice is, has a speech impediment quality to it. Then waiting for some miracle to kill my voice before I started living my, my dream. Jason, my goodness, this is bringing up so much for me. And it's such a gift. You are such a gift. And the idea that, well, thank you, first of all, for your honoring of me. And I, I received that so graciously. There is no mistake in how our journey unfolds and the timing. And uh, I, I believe that with all my heart. And I say that because if we had met a few years ago, I had a lot of resistance to the idea of potential, which was one of the reasons why the idea of a motivational speaker never resonated with me at that time. 
And I actually had a lot of judgment and, and as I said, resistance to it. And if you've read my book or know my story a bit, you know, a lot of that was rooted in this belief that I am not enough. So when I would hear people talk about potential, I actually, that drove me deeper into my belief that I am not already enough. And it became a vicious cycle. And I found that striving, quote unquote, for my potential was in a way like what you said earlier, being caught in your mind of affirmations and positive thinking because you were just, there was such an imbalance. And I think for me, there was such an imbalance in in my beingness. And I had no capacity to strive for my potential because I was stuck in this striving already because I was not accepting who I already am. So my particular journey to turn this around on me for a minute is to say, I first had to learn that I am whole, complete enough as I am before I could learn to now expand into my greater potential, which I'm now at a place in my life to do, which is why I know you have come into my life and I'm getting this opportunity to have this conversation with you. Because as you spoke, I had tears in my eyes and chills on my skin. And so again, it's going to look different for each of us. And we will receive the message and the the insight and the wisdom and the truth at the time we are meant to receive it or at the time we are open and willing to receive it, perhaps is more accurate. So thank you for sharing that with me and with all of us. This is such a, a profound conversation. And in one of my my talks I gave a few years ago, I the line just came out that I I spent thirty years Brazil, thirty years being at war with myself, being at war with who I was. And that that war is it's exhausting when when like you say, well, using the self-help and the affirmations almost as as a theory to go at well with what we perceive as the incompleteness in ourselves. Whereas if we just not just whereas if we do the profoundly courageous, difficult act of saying, This is who I am I notice what I like about myself in this moment. And I notice what I dislike uh, about myself in the moment. And I realize that it's all human. It's human to like things about ourselves. And it's human to dislike things about ourselves. And I choose I choose to be kind to it all. It's like we can start anew, start fresh, and start building our lives from a baseline of loving, if not loving, at least being kind and accepting all parts of ourselves. And and then from there, we can be like, oh, wow, how do I want to grow now? What, What do I want to, what areas do I want to expand into? And I I realize that saying it sounds really simple, but I I also realize that what we're talking about is not easy for any of us to do. It wasn't easy for me to do. It wasn't easy for you to do. It's 
is just not an easy thing. It's a, it's a courageous thing that takes daily doing. I'm so inspired right now that we need to have a th- another conversation sooner than later. And I mm-hmm. feel it needs to be really to explore this, this idea of being human and all of this that we're we're starting to tap into because it is it is a profound profound topic where we could explore much much deeper i would love to shift gears and ask a few questions of you that help us better know who you are in terms of the inspiration that you've received because again this is the being inspired radio show and i love to learn how each of my guests are inspired and where they have sourced their inspiration from. So with that, my first question to you is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Um, the first people who come to mind are, are my my mother and father. So something very unexpected happened at my birth. And as I developed, of course, the uh, quote-unquote um, speech and coordination, the quote unquote disability developed too. But as a young kid, they said, Jason, you are the best. And, and they were right. I'm the best me in the world. Each of us are the best individuals in the world because we are the only ones of us. But what, why, why that's been such an inspiration is is that they've always remained constant in their their belief in me, even when I when I was only seeing the dark darkness in myself. They always remain constant in that belief, and and it, it's a, such an inspiration because can I be remain constant in my beliefs? In the goodness of my dream, can I remain constant in my belief in the goodness of humanity? You have some amazing parents, it sounds like. And again, it's such a gift to you, such a gift to us to get to hear that and have their inspiration even ripple out to each of us. My second question is, what place or activity is most inspiring to you right now? Do do I have to pick only one? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. So right now what's most inspiring to me is the the combination of activities I do, including speaking to audiences, the back office work, the yoga, the walk, the getting together with friends, the the whole packages was most inspiring to me. And, and yes, I just totally did not answer your question. I, I take that as a, a complete answer. I think that's wonderful. You live an inspiring life, Jason. It says that you surround yourself with inspiration and you are doing things that inspire you constantly, which that's a that's tremendous and something I think we all could be experiencing more of if we aren't already. So fantastic answer. And my third and final question to you is what book, and if you need to make it plural, you may, uh, has really served as a source of inspiration for you on your journey? It's tough because there's been so so many books. 
Oh, 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 one that I read recently is by Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. And it's about how he um, got into meditation and and kind of was going to drop out of life in 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 a way and 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 just meditate for the rest of his life. But he came up with the idea of just surrendering to the opportunities life brought his way and through just surrendering again and again he developed a business worth hundreds of millions of dollars and an amazing meditation community and it's mind-boggling how repeated surrender blessed his life. I literally was fist bumping in the air or <laughs> fist bumping in the air when you said that. I love that book. It's definitely one of my inspirational books. Uh, and I read it, a, I had the pleasure of reading it maybe a couple, three years ago or so, again, at a time when it was exactly what I needed. His, his other book, The Untethered Soul, served as one of my main catalysts in terms of really who I am today and where I'm at. And The Surrender Experiment was such a beautiful compliment to that. So thank you for giving that book a plug highly recommended um, to those who feel inspired to pick it up after hearing what you just shared. Jason, I am so honored and so grateful that we had this time together. It is potentially, and I say this very sincerely, maybe one of my favorite conversations to date. And I say that because Mm -hmm. I believe so wholeheartedly, again, is what I already said earlier, that who you are is a gift. And I felt that throughout my entire body. Um, And just this conversation could go on and on and on. And I very much intend and hold the intention to have you back. And we'll have another uh, conversation because I just can tell there's so much richness and goodness and truth and wisdom and inspiration that lives within you. And I want to, I want to participate in having that more in my life and sharing that more with others. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, Thanks for having me on, Amanda. We we, we will definitely have another conversation. That sounds wonderful. Awesome. So for everyone who's listening, who just felt so, so lit up as I did during this conversation, please be sure to, um, of course, share this with someone, anyone, and come back when uh, when Jason's on again or any time before then. And be sure to find him online. He's got a great book, and I it's called Awkwardly Awesome. Please look him up, look it up. You can find him online at jasonwfreeman.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And just go out, stay inspired, keep your light bright. Remember that by doing so, by living in your light and not from your darkness, you are giving others permission to do the same. So keep on shining keep on loving, keep on being the you that you are and keep doing your imperfect best. And until next time, many, many blessings.